0: Empathy <laughs> Museum presents <laughs> A Mile in My Shoes.
1: <laughs>
0: These are a pair of red high-top Converse. They are covered with floral patterns all across the side, of colours of lilac, green, and yellow. They have a zip going down the other side, and the laces are a deep green colour. They also have a small bow on the toe with polka dots on them. The sole is slightly scuffed and is starting to come apart. These shoes belong to Julie. This is her story.
1: Hi, I'm Julie Chung In Hin. I'm 35 and I live in London. When I was 32, I created and produced, performed my own solo show called No More Lotus Flower. The show was about a British East Asian actress, basically me, charting her progress from drama school into the acting world. The kind of absurd situations that she finds herself and the strange things that people say to her purely based on her ethnicity. It started off almost being kind of a rant, but I think as any writer, you have to get through that first and then it becomes something better as you go along. As I carried on doing it, I realised it was a lot more comedic than I thought it was going to be because sometimes the situations that we Asian actors find ourselves in are just really absurd and crazy so it became not so much a rant but a much more kind of a personal journey about what it's like being an actor. From then onwards, it was the kind of thing that feels like it's very much a part of me. It was really empowering to be able to create something that started off as something negative about the underrepresentation and lack of diversity and to create something really positive out of it. From the very first show, when people were laughing, which I hadn't expected, I was like, oh, wow, so I must be able to be the kind of person who can say something funny on stage. (laughs) So it was quite nice to have that and to really get a lot of confidence from that. Yeah, it's definitely like a validation of my experiences. When I was about 31, I was in my last year of drama school. And there's this BBC radio competition that drama schools put their students forward for. I think traditionally they thought you might need to have a British accent, you know, not necessarily Radio 4, BBC, Received pronunciation, but kind of just like a normal British accent. So I put my name down and I remember my principal came up to me one day and he was like, oh, I saw that you put down your name for the auditions. Are you able to speak in a standard English accent? I, and I was really shocked because I was like, well, you know, obviously I can. I was born here. And, you know, sometimes people say, I'm not just standard English. I'm kind of almost tipping into that kind of posh received pronunciation. My friend Kate was nearby and she's Welsh. So she has a really strong accent. But he hadn't said anything to her or any of the other sort of regional accent students. And so I remember thinking, well, this is really weird. There's always like levels when something like that happens. The first one always is kind of shock because being Asian you walk around feeling just like everyone else and then now and again someone will say something like this to you which will suddenly remind you of how you look. So there's the shock really and that kind of sudden jarring moment when you're like, oh, they see me as really, really Asian. But then there was also kind of sort of bordering on offended, I guess. It was like... You know, he would have surely known. And then, of course, by then, I started to worry that my accent wasn't English, and I was like, "But it can't be that! How could? What other accent could I possibly have?" When I was just gone thirty that was when I decided to take the jump and become an actor. And just at that time after I made that decision, there was this play that came on called The Orphan of Zhao, which was an East Asian play kind of known as the Chinese version of Hamlet. An Asian play set in Asia with Chinese characters, but everyone was white apart from, I think, one person. If you're putting on a play that's set in China and it's got Asian characters and then just only cast white people, that's called yellowface, in other words. And you're kind of denying that Asian actors exist, actually. And it's really important that young Asian people see themselves being represented, especially if you're going to be telling a story about their own heritage. There's also the fact that you're ignoring knowledge or experience from actual Asian people. They might be able to bring something into the room that you might not be able to as just an all-white company. It makes it worse that a lot of Asians like myself very rarely get seen for anything other than Asian roles, so I can't ever be seen for a role which is open ethnicity. That still tends to default to a white actor. With The Orphan of Jao, that really highlighted very strongly the problems. There was a big furore over it, and because it came at the time when I had just given up my full-time job to try and become more involved in acting, and seeing this controversy made me worried about the problems that we have in diversity. I suppose in a way beforehand I was maybe a little bit more positive or almost naive, thinking that it would be fine. Like, you know, you just work hard and you get there. I think this shows me how much harder it is. And it made me realise just the kind of problems that were in the industry. Not just as an actor, but, you know, as an East Asian, and specifically a British East Asian, and even more specifically, a female British East Asian. I was like, oh, have I made the right decision or not? (laughs) when I was 18, when I went back to my parents' country, Mauritius. Going at 18 was a really big experience for me. It kind of really made me aware of my place in a bigger family. Over here in in England, it's just me, my parents, and my brother. I saw my grandmother. By then, my other grandparents had passed away, so my last grandmother and to hear Creole, which is the language that we speak, just to hear that everywhere, and it just was really nice. Everything that I'd grown up with, that my parents had given me the experience of, which is being Mauritian, sort of really got solidified and made much more sense. The trip to Mauritius really gave me a feeling of, this is pretty amazing being dual nationality, or being... Mauritian as opposed to, say, just Chinese, which is what most people would see me as. I'm always quite proud to say that being part of Mauritius, it's an African country, so it's kind of saying that I'm African too, so (laughs) that's quite nice. I can't really remember my age, but I think I was probably about six or seven. My dad was a bus driver. Sometimes I would sit on the bus with my mum whilst he was driving, taking a little ride. I remember a man came onto the bus, I think he was probably like drunk or something, and I remember he loomed over my mum and said, oh, Chinese woman not in a way that was meant to be abusive or anything, but I think he was kind of just a bit drunk and kind of just saying stuff. And uh, it was at that time, it was funny, because I suppose I already knew that I was like Asian or whatever, but I had never really seen my mum as Chinese. She just looked like my mum to me. I've always been surrounded by people who are all different ethnicities because from South London, we've always been quite diverse there. But as I started to grow up, I think it became more obvious. I've mentioned it to my mum and dad afterwards. I was like, oh, that man said you were Chinese, and they were like, yes, of course. It kind of impacted on me in a way that I became more aware that we look different. As a little kid, you know, when you're sort of still working out your identity, or maybe something that you've never thought of before. I think it was a wake-up call. That made me realise that people see us differently to what I assume was just everyone else, you know? I think that's the first time I remember realising that. So, I was born in London, but before me, my parents' journey was interesting because my dad came over when he was really young, I think he was like 18 or something. When he met my mum in Mauritius, they got married and then she moved back here with him and have been in England ever since and always in London. When I think of my parents and how they think of where their heritage is, they still call Mauritius home, even though they've spent longer here than in Mauritius. I suppose that's why I always still think of myself as Mauritian. They came to Britain for a better life like immigrants often do. The immigrant experience is often all about hard work and I think there's not much time to sit and complain about things or feel negative. You just got to get on with your work. So my dad would work really long hours or work during the middle of the night so I might not see him for a whole week because he was always working at night when I was asleep and vice versa. I remember negative experiences of racism and people calling out things to my parents, so it's a source of great pride to me that they kind of just get on with it. And my dad was always quite tough, he would always give back as good as he got anyway. But I think as I get older, it's made me really appreciate what my parents have done, the kind of journey that they made to come here and to bring me here today. I think my parents have instilled in me to keep going and if you have a negative experience to make something positive out of it. My negative experiences of the acting industry and the racism there created in itself for me a positive experience when I was able to make a show out of it. My parents don't ever really complain about stuff like that, you know, they're just really Tough, and I think that's the kind of thing that I'd like to take away with me. Be sort of like that.
0: Julie's story was produced by David Waters. Her shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's "A Mile in My Shoes" exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we are going next.